Hi friends, this is Connie Alpers and I want to welcome you back to Equipped to Be, where I get to help you embrace and navigate the seasons of life so you can reach your personal family and parenting goals. We at Equipped to Be want you to understand how God has given you unique gifts, strengths, and talents so that you can live in all seasons with confidence and joy. Whether you're cooking dinner, holding laundry, or maybe just enjoying some time alone. I hope you enjoy this episode of Equipped to Be. Welcome to the Equipped to Be show. I'm glad you're with us today. We're going to talk about respect. We're going to talk about building respect between you and your child and, and, and your teen. And that can be a challenge, especially when you are in the midst of struggles and conflicts and the grind of daily life, frankly. And people often ask me, how, how did we do this? How did we teach our children? How do we show respect? And how do we teach our children to respect us? I will say the first thing, you can't demand it. It's something that you work for, you invest in, and there are practices that you must put in place on a daily basis that over time build this relationship of mutual respect for each other. And I'll tell you, when you take the time to invest now, like today, where you are, the long-term payoffs are absolutely amazing. You're building a foundation and habits that help you resolve conflicts and misunderstandings and, and help you show common courtesies. It's really how your family is going to be living life and experiencing all that God has for you. And it made me start thinking uh, specifically about what, what do we do? And I, I'm just going to jump to the point on how, how you do build respect. There are a lot of great stories and such, but for the sake of time, I, I want to remind you uh, that respect is not just an, a novel word. It's, it's not just something you will respect me because I am your parent, because you're going to have children that's like, so why do I have to respect you? They need a reason why it's important to those children. And I was reminded in 1 Peter 2.17 that God tells us to show proper respect to everyone. Love the family of believers. Fear God and honor the emperor. I want to focus on the very first part for this episode. If you notice... The verse starts with an action verb, show. And it's a command to the person reading it, you show. So how do we start building that relationship of respect between you and our child, between us and our child? Well, it starts with us. We show respect to them. And instead of demanding it back, we're really modeling it for them and we're showing them we're showing them what respect looks like, feels like, how we engage with each other. And it really is the foundational element of what we do is, is the modeling. You know, one of the important aspects of teaching your kids to show respect. Now, obviously, they're going to learn how to respect others by the way your relationship is. You're setting the, the thermostat and the temperature, and I, I know I spoke about that 
instead of just coming in and engaging the thermostat, we actually set the temperature. And that is what we're going to do when we're showing respect. We're, we're showing that. We're modeling that. And it says a lot in Genesis 1.27, you know, God lays that whole groundwork for respect by pointing out that every person is made in the image of God. Yes, even those teens, when they're being disrespectful to you or they're not, they're not obeying, they're not doing what you're asking them to do, they're not following along. You know, then again, in Philippians 2, uh, it's really 1 through 8, there's a tutorial in, of sorts on respect. The main point is that uh, to show respect in, in, in Philippians uh, 2, 1 through 8, it emphasizes humility. You know, that's really a key ingredient of respect, humility. And we often think and demand that our children show us and that they be humble. But again, we have to show them what that's like, which means we have to be humble. We have to be careful of the words and the actions that we take and the attitudes that they might see in us because they will mirror that. They won't be exactly, but they will mirror that. So there are areas of respect that you can cultivate and demonstrate. And, and they're important because as my kids are now all adults, we laid that foundation that there really is nothing we can't bring up and discuss. Even those awkward, hard conversations, you can still even have those. Even those moments when you're pretty frustrated at your child and those moments when they're really frustrated at you. You know, it's important that we understand that all that we say and do is, is important for our relationship with them. You know, Corinthians 10.5 says to take every thought captive in order that we be obedient to Christ. We want to teach our children also how to take those thoughts captive. Like, what does that actually look like? It means that when you want to say something uh, that isn't edifying, or maybe it's just on, you know, it's just on the tip of your tongue, or it's the first thought in your mind, it means that you don't always say it. Because if it's not edifying, if it's not good for the hearer, if it's not good for your kid to hear what you're thinking at that moment, then then what do you need to do? You need to take your thoughts captive as well. You need to bite your tongue, as my mother would say. And that's also how you teach your children. Some of you have children who don't want to speak to you. They won't tell you anything. They keep it all bottled up, all of their feelings. And if they're keeping their feelings bottled up, I, I would say to you, why? What's going on there? Do they know that they can be seen or heard? Do they have the freedom to speak? Have you given that to them? Is that the foundation that you are laying and building in your home? My ability to show respect to my children, knowing that they are made in the image of God, just like I am. They're just non-adults. Well, now they're adults, but when we realize that they are made in the image of God by the same creator that, that I am made, 
that God sees and hears them just like he sees and hears me. That God has a, a calling and a purpose and a, a desire for their life just like he has for you. When we start to think that way, it does change the dynamics. There's some key points I want to focus on. That respecting others isn't just a good idea. It's not something we just demand of our kids to show respect for us. It's something that God actually says he requires. And we do this by understanding your child's point of view. How many times have you heard your child say, Mom, Dad, you just don't understand. That's coming from a real place inside of the core of who they are. They're trying to articulate something that maybe they just don't have the verbal capacity to fully articulate. Maybe they really can't explain it well, or maybe the first time they say it, it's not actually what they meant, but because they said it, you hold them to it. Oh, that must be what you meant. Well, maybe you could go back to remember they're made in the image of God, just like you, and that they are a work in progress, just like you. And maybe they don't always say and find the perfect words to communicate just like you and me. But when we are developing and building this relationship, this foundational element that will serve you and your child really for the rest of your days on earth, it does begin by understanding their point of view. They're going to see things differently than you see things. The goal is to gain understanding. The goal is to have clarity. The second thing you want to do is, is remember that, uh, like I said, is remember that they are made in God's image. Sometimes we forget this. And I think that's why sometimes I'll be out and I'll hear, I'll watch a teenager. <laughs> you know, they're, they're walking away from their parent. They don't actually want to be next to them because they don't want to be seen like right with their parent. That's not cool. Sometimes their moms or dads are trying to talk to them and you just see this hardenedness about them. Their arms are crossed, their heads dropped. They won't look at them in the eye. Those are all cues that something's not connected in that relationship. Yes, we can all get frustrated and bothered, but when you're laying the foundation of respect that's going to serve you well for the rest of your life on earth, notice I said that again, it's important for you to understand this because it's not easy. And with some of your, some of your children, okay, I'll just say some of your kids, it is going to be easy with if you have more than one. The, the relationship just clicks. Personalities, temperaments, it just, there's a great ebb and flow energy, you just kind of get each other. But you might have one or two or three that aren't like that. And you have to work harder at that. And if you keep remembering and write down First Peter and put that somewhere where you're going to see that, you know, show proper respect, show proper respect. And if you keep meditating on that, that's going to really dramatically impact how you approach every situation that you have and every encounter and every argument and every disagreement that you have with your kids. And you're going to require by modeling that they do the same. None of the, you know, the angry outbursts. Yeah, we've had some angry outbursts. And we've also had to do some very important confessing and apologizing and mending of the relationship. So there's always a way back 
if you have failed to show respect to one another, there's usually some damage that's done to the relationship that will need time and attention to repair that. But it can be repaired. Next, you want to let your child feel seen and heard. How many of you sometimes you, you, you want to communicate maybe with your spouse or even a friend? And you just, you don't even feel like they hear you or you're not even noticed. It's like, what am I? I'm just like a back, I'm just a backdrop. Nobody even notices. Nobody sees me. And I'm not heard. Well, your child needs, desperately needs to feel seen and heard. That is something that you can actively be working on. It's the little things that you can see that they do and you point it out, you stop. You stop long enough to say something so that they can realize that, oh, you were, you, hey, you actually were paying attention. It's the giving eye contact when they're doing something, when they're present. It's not having your head in the phone when they're trying to talk to you. It's pulling it up and looking in their eyes and listening, pausing, pausing long enough to listen so you can hear, not just hear what they're saying, but truly listen. Your act, that simple act, helps your children feel respected because they feel like they're an important person. They matter. They're not just your child. They're a child of God. How we pay attention and how we listen, what we say and what we do, all of those go into the building blocks, the foundation of your relationship that you keep building on as the years go go by. You know, when your children are younger, it's it's pretty simple. You have little little conversations here or there, some hard conversations because of obedience or things that they have done. Middle school gets a little touchy because their hormones are raging and changing and they are, they're becoming, they're slowly transitioning. They can't figure out why they're happy one minute and possibly in tears or angry another minute. Then you hit the teen years and there's two segments to the teen years. Obviously, the older teen years of the 15, the 16, the 17-year-old, how do they think, feel, and process the world around them? It is interesting because I'm calling you, I'm challenging you to be aware of where your child is and the season your child is living in because that will cause you to change your approach. It'll cause you to change the timing It'll cause you to look through their lens in a different way. And all that, all that effort is a beautiful thing. They remember those things. I, I have so many conversations with my adult children on little things that, you know, I kind of thought, eh, maybe this will matter. There was something in me. I, I do practice these principles that I shared with you from God's word. I didn't know how impactful they would be until real trials came in our relationship or trials came and crisis came within our family. And my kids would come to me with hard news, difficult circumstances, and they weren't afraid. They didn't try to hide it. They didn't try to uh, ignore it or deny anything. They would come because 
there was this foundation of respect. They knew that I was going to be respecting them. So they were willing to step out and be vulnerable, knowing, knowing it could be hard. And that this is an, an important element because respect also has some limits and boundaries. And, and you may be thinking, but I don't understand that. What do you mean it has rules, it has limits and boundaries? Well, there's certain things that, that aren't okay. You know, there's 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 certain things and, and you may be like, what? Well, you can require respect. It's not okay for your child to disobey your instructions. Like if you have a curfew and they don't come home and they don't call, that's not okay. Well, unless it's okay for your family, but it wasn't in mine. You show common courtesies. You let me know you're going to be a little late. Why? Because I'll be concerned and worried about you. If you say you're going to be somewhere, then I fully expect you're going to be somewhere. There are things that we can do and that our kids can do that can erode the respect that we have. We can build it back. And it's kind of like trust. You can build it back, but it takes more time. It takes a little more effort and more intentionality. And there are limits and boundaries in what we allow our children to do. And that's okay. That doesn't mean we don't trust them, that we don't have respect for them. That's not what that means. So we don't want that taken out of context. The other thing when we're laying a foundation of respect is, is that we learn to serve others, serve each other. And why is that important? Because you're going to be doing it your whole lives. Little things. You serve them. You take their clothes out of the dryer. I know our kids are working towards independence and taking care of their lives so that the day they move out, they can you know, be productive citizens and follow the Lord. But there's little ways that we can serve one another, helping with a car situation if you have older kids. Like I said, taking the laundry, bumping the laundry for them. Maybe they're trying to get some school done or... They've got some busyness in their lives, and you know they already know how to bump the laundry. That's a little way you can serve them. And and what's interesting is that mirroring that you're doing, you know, that, that example that you're showing, they mirror. Maybe not all the time, and some more than others, but it's a slow process. It's a tedious process. It's a process that is going to require you to be intentional. And you, you have to realize that, you know, as you're serving one another, those are words you actually use. You teach them. You, you should be teaching them from a young age to serve, serve each other, serve their siblings. If they see something out of place or they see that their sibling is in need of something, maybe it's picking up the room or maybe it's, helping a sibling get some chores done so everybody can go outside or everybody can enjoy the activity that's coming next. Those are little acts that show respect for, for each other as humans, for each other as children of God, because God's created us all in his image. And we have to realize we want to have positive comments we want our children to be careful not to criticize 
and constantly say, well, that's not respectful, or you didn't serve me, or I don't feel like you heard me. For everything to be negative, we, we want them to be positive. And, and there's a reason for that. Because your children filter words differently than you. And each of your children will filter them differently. So in this part of learning to build a foundation of respect that's going to last a lifetime, we have to go back to what I write about in Parenting Beyond the Rules is to monitor your mouth. Every word that you speak will land somewhere in the receiver's, in the hearer's heart. And I always say, make the words you say land in a tender place of your child's heart. That, I'm going to confess, that's not easy because we're not perfect. There are a lot of times uh, my words don't land in the exact light, you know, like in the exact spot that I want them to land with my kids. I've even had one of my children say, you know, you talk all this about words, but sometimes you don't use good words. And I'm thinking, oh my goodness, ouch. Yes, you're right. And that is why I need the Lord so that he can continue to mold and fashion me into his image so that the words that I speak are seasoned with grace and truth and kindness and love. See, criticism isn't always bad, but it's not always the best. Some, some kids have a personality type. They're, they're more sensitive to criticism than others. And that's why if we can look for a positive way to say it, if we can measure our words carefully and we think about the grid that it's going through within our child, I write about this in the book. It's not what you say, it's what other people hear. And, and when I look at each of my five children or even my daughters-in-laws or my son-in-law and I look at them, I before I speak, I literally think about how are they going to hear what I have to say? And I, I know what you're thinking. Gosh, that's a lot of work. It, it actually, it, it is work, but it becomes second nature. It's not quite as much work because I know where I'm going. I know what I want in my relationship with, with all eight of them. I know the communication that I want. I know the respect level that we want to have for each other. And that goes true with my friends. That goes true with my husband. See, one of your children could be motivated by constructive criticism. And that's when I say things like, you might consider... Or I'll say, I think, or I believe, but you want to be careful how, how you actually use that because another child could be crushed because they're insecure. They're, they're struggling with who they are and their identity. And your constructive, your kind, constructive, helpful criticism, it actually might not fall where it needs to fall. So be thinking about this. How do your kids experience the words that you say? How does your child feel? Or let me say this a different way. Does your child feel like they are important to you? Don't assume they do. Do your kids wonder like what you say about them? when they're not around? Do they think maybe you talk about them 
to your friends or to others? Or do you put them down or talk maybe not so good about their weaknesses and flaws to other siblings? As, as my kids have gotten older, sometimes it's hard for me because I'm not going to talk bad about my kids. I'm not telling their story. I'm not going to put my children down. Because why? My children are made in the image of God. Just like I am not a finished product, I have not arrived to perfection, neither have my children. And I know that as a mom, I have to protect my children. And that happens. My kids are all grown now, so hear me. This is, Im- this is important. Your kids need to have full faith in you, that you are not speaking ill of them or whatever struggle they might be going through to other people. And sometimes that starts by you just letting them know, affirming that if they ever say something, because they get embarrassed if they think about, they see one of your best friends and they think, what has she said about me? Especially if you have a teenager and they're going through a rough time, they are thinking that. And the other thing about talking to your other children about other kids, again, I have had so many conversations when we have been in critical seasons of parenting our teenagers, where my kids would, they would, they would straight up ask me if I'm talking to the other siblings about them. Or sometimes they would get a little sassy and they would make comments about uh, other, you know, other kids. And I would have to remind them, oh, you don't know what the conversations I have with your siblings You're assuming I'm having these conversations and that would be an incorrect assumption. I don't tell you the secret things of their heart. That's between me and them. And you know, those conversations that you and I have, where you're sharing your struggles, your dreams, your desires, your your trials, those, those rest between us. That builds respect. Those are the things that will propel your relationship further and help you as the children grow with deeper, more complicated matters. And see, it all begins by you showing respect. You want to be honest how you're communicating with your children. You want to show them support. And and you can do all of those things with kindness when you filter what you say and you think about how they're going to hear it. See, in 1 Corinthians 11.1, Paul tells us to be imitators of Christ. So we think about how would Christ handle a situation? Would he embarrass us in front of others or would he love us through it? Would he call us out? Yeah, he'd call us out. He does. But he would do it in a way that would get his point across without being disrespectful. And that's my challenge to you. You are building a foundational relationship that can last. And it's beautiful and it's good. And you it allows you to have hard conversations and good conversations. But you must put into practice 
the things that I spoke about, you know, understanding your child's point of view and remembering that they're made in the image of God, just like you, and they're a work in progress, just like you. And you want to let your child feel seen and heard, and you want to look them in the eyes so that they know you're really listening to them. You want to serve each other. Remembering that respect isn't just a good idea. It's something that God commands us to do, to show respect. And you want to remember that you're mirroring, that they will mirror how you act. I see my kids now. I see my adult kids, and I literally will sit back, and I, I will watch them handle other people. And it was the way they were taught in the quietness away from the world, away from where the people that were on looking that would be judging or the private places of our home. And I see how that has manifested itself into the person they are now. And that, that's the goal. That's the goal. So remember, you can build respect with your teens and it's going to take you some time. So practice those. And watch your relationships start to grow and flourish as your kids start to bring more matters before you and you're able to talk through them because you have been careful with your tongue. You've found positive ways to say things. You will find the benefits and the investment in that relationship now will pay off for years to come. Well, that wraps up this edition of Equipped to Be. I hope it was a blessing to you, and I hope that this strengthens and makes your relationship all that God has for it to be. You are equipped to be a doer of God's Word, so this is what God's Word says to do. So practice it with your kids. Have a great day. Well, that wraps up this episode of Equipped to Be. If you enjoyed this show, please share it with a friend or family member and hit subscribe so you don't miss a show. And thank you again for joining me. Remember that we are equipped for every season of life.